Hello and welcome to TMG Unfiltered. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are two market girls. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog. And this is our podcast where we talk about things like veganism, how we make our recipes, how we run our blog, and trending news topics. Today's episode is going to be all about our creative journeys towards yeah. the work that we do now professionally and on Two Market Girls. <laughs> yeah. It was requested by someone on Instagram. Instagram handle is Schleppy Vegan. Shout out to Schleppy. Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> but before we get into that, let's do the news. This is Plant-Based News with Kat and Deb. Bringing you their unsolicited opinions on the stories and scandals taking the vegan world by storm. Hello and welcome to the news. I'm Devin. And I'm Catherine. Today making news, Catherine has a newfound love or obsession with Lunchables because <laughs> of the story that we're about to talk about. Yes. Um, so I'm just going to read the title of this one. Lunchables creator launches vegan chicken at 300 ShopRite locations. Now, does everyone remember what a Lunchable is? If you don't, you missed out. Because we took quite a walk down memory lane. <laughs> Lunchables are pure heaven. That aren't <laughs> actually good at all. Like, it's one of those things that, like, we talked about now how it's not good food at all. No, it's terrible. But, like, I would still eat so many right now if I could. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the quality, it doesn't look good. I mean, taste, mediocre. And now, like, that I'm older, I'm like, Mom, I get why you wouldn't buy them from me all the time. But I also, like, yeah, I just don't even understand how kids like it. What is Like, I'm appeal? not trying to bash Lunchables. No. But, like, what your mom or dad makes you is so much better. I but promise you. why don't you. we realize that? <laughs> Anyways, this actually is not about Lunchables. Yeah, not about Lunchables at all. <laughs> The Sorry, there's of no Lunchables. vegan Lunchable yet. Yeah. Um, so the creator of Lunchables actually founded a company called Improved Nature. First of all, talking about the creator of Lunchables, mm -hmm. he's a scientist, apparently. Science is Science behind Lunchables. Lunchables. <laughs> Just let that sink in. Okay. So the uh, one of the guys who founded Improved Nature is Richard Hawkins, who created Lunchables. Um, and... It's basically a company that's been doing vegan meats, easy pr to produce vegan meats that are easy to cook with and are shelf stable. So um, this actual, the most recent article that we're actually talking about talks about how the brand's vegan nuggets, uh, tenders, fillets, and large fillets are made of non-GMO soy protein that have, you know, a process to them as all meat or whatever does. They're launching their plant-based chicken products at more than 300 locations of ShopRite, which I've never heard of ShopRite. I assume it's like a grocery store mm -hmm. or something, uh, located in New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Connecticut. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. I had no idea the creator of Lunchables was founding a vegan company. Seriously. Um, just in related news to this, they, I was just went down this rabbit hole of the vegan Lunchables creator, whose nickname is Roddy. R just go Roddy? by Richard, man. <laughs> um they also his brand um whatever i called it what was it called Na improved nature nature foods something. yeah something like that improved improved nature so his company improved nature actually works with worked with a meat brand company perky jerky <laughs> which i love their name such a great name um to launch a vegan line of jerky uh that is actually in whole foods apparently too so we're gonna have to get some perky jerky yeah the photo here shows vegan perky jerky plant-based jerky and their flavor is tasty teriyaki so i mean it's non-gmo it's all the fun stuff you know <laughs> uh 
um that's really cool so they partnered with them and then something else something much not much older but something from last month that i guess just kind of flew by with all the other stuff going mm-hmm. on is that they were they had just raised three million dollars in investments um so this improved nature company yeah um so that they could make products such as pork free cutlets beef free country fried steak and barbecue boneless chicken free wings from soy um and they distribute it through food service networks and i think a lot of their stuff actually goes through to schools which Amazing. is really cool so they currently have plant-based products being used in meals in school districts across california including the los angeles unified school district which includes which just introduced a vegan school lunch pilot program at 35 schools in january so beginning of this year um so they have their like meats and stuff with them which is really cool and it sounds like to me based on what people what they've said about their product it kind of sounds like it's the same vein of soy curls okay where it's shelf stable so Mm -hmm. it doesn't need to be refrigerated or anything um and it just needs to be boiled in water to be used first so like it says here the company's products are shelf stable single ingredient protein concentrate products that when activated boiled in water like pasta perform like animal proteins in bite texture and taste yeah so cool i mean it's one thing to talk about all these meat substitutes it's another thing to talk about the fact that the came from the lunchables creator <laughs> that's my favorite part but about i this story. <laughs> really hope that the chicken is good me too some barbecued chicken bon- boneless chicken bites yeah <sighs> you no, already I really know that. i gotta put buffalo sauce on those <laughs> yeah so i mean it's pretty like run-of-the-mill information that like a lot of things are happening like new vegan products happening yeah. all this stuff I just think it's cool because the Lunchables creator did it. I wonder how much it costs. Yeah. Because like soy curls are usually not super expensive, right? Uh, I don't Compared to so. some other meat substitutes. Yeah. So they have consumer retail products, um, which include the fillets, both large and small, <laughs> the nuggets and the tenders. So all of those things are just flavored and breaded. Okay. So I assume they're all kind of the same thing, just yeah. different shapes. Mm-hmm. um and then they have food service products so stuff they sell to like restaurants and things like that they have nature's chunks Mm -mm, that's fillets large fillets mini pieces nuggets poppers tenders shreds slices wow yeah and then for schools they do large fillets mini pieces nuggets poppers shreds slices and tenders is that not just the same list (laughs) Why have we never heard of this? Right? Do people in the States know about this and no one's talking about it? I don't know. Like, I get we don't have it in Canada, so it would be easy for us to miss it, but... I'm curious about it, though. Yeah. Unless it's not good, and that's yeah, why we haven't heard about it. Yeah, maybe it's horrible. Let's just consider this the beginning of our investigation. Yeah. Okay. Um. So that's that. Lunchables Creator is doing things. <laughs> <laughs> way to go. <laughs> yeah. And he's a scientist. Congratulations. <laughs> Okay, should we move on to Manchu Wok? Yeah. We just found out that Manchu Wok, which is a Chinese quick service restaurant chain in Canada. I don't know if it's in I the have States no as idea well. It's in the States. But they have started serving plant-based chicken at all Canadian locations. Like officially, it's there. It's not like a launch date. Like it's there. If I went over to the Manchu Wok, that's like a five-minute walk for me. The article says the company now serves. I'm so happy about this. 
So customers can choose the type of sauce, the veggies, and protein, which now includes soul foods, vegan chicken, to add to their stir fry. Like Asian fast food places like Manchu Walk and Teriyaki mm-hmm. Express and all that kind of stuff, they're some of my favorite places to eat at. Yeah. That's why I'm so happy they have something like this because I love tofu and tofu. I will get that option all the time. But like, I'm glad there's a second option that's not just, yo, eat veggies. Now, in this article, which will be linked in the show notes, we always put all of the news articles that we reference in our show notes. There's a picture that's the header picture that captures your attention. It looks so good. It looks like a fried chicken or With, fried chicken pieces. Yeah. And then you scroll down. And there's a picture that's credited to Soul Cuisine, which looks like the actual thing that you can get at Manchu Walk. Yeah. Which it's like kind of sliced chicken. Some chicken is better than no chicken, but. And also a vegan option is better than no vegan option. Exactly. It is their like first vegan option. Maybe it tastes better than it looks. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, sauce matters. The sauce you put on it is going to. Oh, sauce matters. And the way you cook it matters. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta investigate this one too. (laughs) You notice that under the header image, it says for a limited time. Yeah, which is shitty. Well, it's just like, why? <laughs> I don't get it. Are there I other... Think, I think it's something like they're putting it there just in case it doesn't work. People won't be mad if mm. they take it off because limited time is there. They can't... People can't right. be mad. But if it does work, they could be like, hey, it's no longer a limited time yeah. where it's permanent menu option. So I feel like it's their way of saying it's a test. Yeah. And for me, I feel like Manchu Walk is one of those things that's like a food court yes. staple. So if I'm in a food court. If you're going to a mall. Yeah. Or maybe like an airport. So like maybe if it's still, like, I don't know how long this limited time yeah. run is. Maybe when you're holiday shopping, it Why might be a lunch. Why would you do that? I'm so sorry. Why are you sorry, trying to down. trigger me right now? That, that was like. You just, you just need to you, holiday shop. You are trying. You get it done early. It is almost November. Feeling really attacked right it now. I just came here November. to talk about vegan chicken. It's almost November. So that's all we have for Manchu Walk. <laughs> queso. We're gonna move on to a new topic. Devin, you're so funny. I know. We're talking about queso. So it's okay. So a new vegan queso and ranch are launching at Walmart. It's not a Walmart brand, though. No. Yeah. Okay. But it's being sold exclusively at Walmart. Yeah, I think so. So it's a salsa brand called Fresh Cravings. Never heard of this brand. Most before. of my cravings are pretty fresh. <laughs> They're unveiling almond and cashew-based creamy vegan dips at Walmart nationwide meaning us wide mm-hmm. um so they recently debuted at walmart star stores us wide the new line is made with almonds and cashews instead of dairy and is available in eight ounce tubs in five flavors kickin queso style cashew mm-hmm. zesty ranch cashew mm-hmm. i don't like that cashews at the end of all the names <laughs> creamy dill cashew because it just sounds like roasted cashews yeah creamy dill cashew creamy garlic almond and spicy garlic almond Okay, I think they miscounted six flavors. <laughs> and smokehouse almonds. Oh. Yeah, we believe that... This is a quote from them. We believe that plant-based foods are not a trend. It's a shift in a consumer preference and is moving to become a lasting part of the American culinary lifestyle. Until now, Fresh Cravings has been known as a refrigerated salsa brand, and this launch positions us as a significant player in the growing plant-based food space. Were your salsas not plant-based? Or you just want to become a plant-based company, not a salsa brand. Yeah. That's what they mean. Got it. Um, That's cool. We pushed ourselves to accelerate our innovation process as we see tremendous opportunity to deliver healthier alternatives at highly competitive prices to all customers. 
In addition to Walmart, other flavors of Fresh Cravings dips, including two sweet varieties, so organic creamy vanilla cashew dip and organic chocolate mousse cashew dip, are also available at retail chains Publix with plans to expand distribution to additional outlets. Uh, why am I more interested in those? The sweet ones? Because, I mean, cashew dips, we have recipes yeah. for those. I'm like, I don't know. This, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy they're available. And like mad at PC for taking away the cashew dips that they had. Wait, what? Yeah, have you not seen that? Like, They're I don't know if they took anymore? it away. Every no frills I go to, maybe it's just maybe they took it out of no frills. Yeah. But every no frills I go to, I cannot find the cashew no. dips anymore. So maybe they figured the price point was a little too high in no frills, right. and it's just in like loblaws Super and store, stuff now. Yeah. But I haven't been able to find the cashew dips in no frills. Okay, I will investigate. Yes. But back to this vanilla spread. It sounds so good. And chocolate mousse. Sounds so good. Get me a tub of that. Get me some strawberries. Cuz like can Get you Get me a that, bottle of wine. Like is that like a less sweet icing basically? No, 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 it's a dip. They said didn't they say it's a no, dip? No, I know, but like it could be used as an icing. No. Yeah. I think you just dip so, your Oreos in it, dip your strawberries <laughs> in it. <laughs> I've had um chocolate hummus before. And it's actually pretty good. Really? Yeah. I don't mind it. And I feel like it would be even better with cashews versus chickpeas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's like this, like it's good, the chocolate chickpea dip. But like there's this weird like line where you're like, I kind of feel the savory vibes to this, but also like it tastes like brownies. It's great. Yeah. It's so good. Um, You can probably find it somewhere. Um, But I'm very, very interested in this creamy vanilla cashew dip Mm -hmm. that sounds delicious i'm also interested in the fact that they went with cashew and almond yeah and i wonder how the almond ones compare to the cashew ones yeah in flavor and in price can you also do a soy one yeah and bring it to canada because it'll be cheaper because of flavor because it'll be cheaper yeah because like i'm all for like these nut-based dips but also a lot of people can't eat nuts mm-hmm. and also soy is so much cheaper <laughs> yeah i am team soy <laughs> <laughs> okay so we're gonna move on to russia russia great news coming out of russia that's interesting don't hear that every day <laughs> okay so from live kindly russian scientists just made the first lab-grown meatloaf so much science today. Science. It's science. First Lunchables. Yeah. Then lab-grown meatloaf. <laughs> so much science. Okay. So scientists in Russia have produced the country's first sample of clean meat, also called cultured or cell-based meat. I don't like cell-based meat. It's very sciencey. Yeah. It doesn't sound good. Like, good luck with that, whoever's to market yeah, that. Yeah. Food technology company Och- Ochakov Food good. Ingredients Plant. Also known as OKPI. (laughs) (laughs) Cultivated lab-grown meatloaf. Clean meat is created through the in vitro cultivation of animal cells. Cellular agriculturalists obtain a small cell sample, in this case from the Aberdeen Angus cow, and place the sample in a controlled cultivator with a nutrient-rich solution called growth medium. This causes the stem cells to multiply as though they were still in the animal's body. The result is a product that delivers the same look, texture, and taste as convenient conventional meat. However, the process can be completed without harming any animals. So, how do you feel about this? So, when you ask how I feel, do I think that this like counts as a vegan thing? I don't know. Whatever you, what thoughts come to mind? If it's 
not harmful to animals and if it's more environmentally friendly i think it's a good step uh-huh. i know in the article they also do mention that it right now it's expensive to mm-hmm. do i mean that makes sense which yeah it makes sense but maybe once it's streamlined or yeah, they've yeah, done yeah. it more it can get cheaper because they i think figure it, out how to do economies of scale yeah and i think it's a really good option to cater to omnivores and people who just really like the taste of meat in their diet yeah, yeah and don't want to go full vegan or recognize that it's bad for the planet but they don't really like the vegan options yeah like this is a good option yeah so um there's another quote here about so it says, basically says, from from our point of view, laboratory meat production has the highest ethical significance for modern society, since we can avoid the slaughter of living creatures to obtain meat for food. So obviously, I feel like the highest ethical significance is probably just not doing any of this. Mm-hmm. But they did add the additional part of for modern society. Mm-hmm. So in our time right yeah. now, what people are willing to do and give up and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think whether it's ethical or not comes down to how you view life, I guess. Yeah. And like, it's kind of creepy if you think about it, but like, if it's not doing any harm, what's the harm? What if we got to a point where you had like this little machine in your kitchen? Like this is very futuristic. Yeah. And you had like a cow that lived in your backyard that lived a nice life because it lived in your backyard. And you're just like, hey, man, just going to take some cells, <laughs> put them in your little hey like, man, just up it's like, a, I'm picturing it like a microwave. <laughs> okay. Have you ever seen the movie The Island? No. Okay. So The Island, I don't want to like, I'm going to ruin this movie yeah. for you, but it's a great movie. You should watch it. It's basically this for humans though. So like what it is, is basically you can purchase, um, you can give some of your cells to these scientists and they'll develop organs for you if you ever needed an organ oh. transplant the whole movie is about basically how people think it's just this sack of cells this like sack of like organs but really they've just basically cloned you and it's actually humans walking around in this like closed off yeah. society and they've basically like tricked them into thinking so like whenever the person who's purchased who made this yeah extra set of organs needs a transplant the copy of that thinks they've won the lottery and they're going to this far off island and whatever when really they're just being harvested and then killed and then given the organ to that other person so like there's this whole like it's kind of similar to this where it's like we don't really know what this is about like people say you're growing this and it's just meat and like but is it actually growing just another animal that you're going to kill later like whether or not like it's all this like weird mad scientisty thing that you don't really know much about and i feel like it's a really interesting thing yeah but it's also a really scary thing right because like they say there's no harm in it but you actually don't know mm-hmm. you don't know until you fully see the entire actual behind the scenes what goes on how do you know it doesn't hurt whatever you've mm-hmm. created and all this kind of stuff so i feel like it's very it's literally this movie coming to life mm. Other than, like, the fact that it's fully actually humans being killed. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's almost like the start of this movie coming to life. I had it's a t- very interesting movie. You should watch it. I had a totally different movie reference I was going to oh, make. Oh, what were you going to reference? Have you ever seen Spy Kids? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I I have seen Spy Kids. Do you remember how they make food? <laughs> yeah, in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, like, a really special microwave. <laughs> Okay, so two different viewpoints. Maybe it'll go in that direction. I hope it goes in that direction. (laughs) 
but like this is literally what this feels like to me because we know nothing about it yeah the only reference i have is what i've seen in movies and like all that kind of stuff so the fact that like in the island they're literally they say they're creating basically like even when they walk people through it they're showing Mm -hmm. them this like this like jelly sack of organs basically mm-hmm. and this is what they advertise it as they're like this is what we've created no no nothing's being harmed for you to get this heart that you need right. in a transplant nothing's doing this it's literally just a sack of cells right when really they're actually just creating other humans that don't know about the existence of their other people who've purchased them and don't know that when they go off to the island they're actually being killed for their organs right so it's like this super interesting movie, but super dark. And like, yeah. it kind of like gives me these vibes. Oh no. Because like, you just don't know what this is about. Okay. Well, okay. So the, this is an interesting development, but approach with caution. <laughs> yes. Because like, again, no one knows what goes on. Yeah. It's like the same with like farming. No one knew. For the longest time. Yeah. No one knew yeah. the extent to the abuse animals were getting and all this kind of stuff until door, until people started asking questions and doors started, like people started demanding answers from farmers and people started like, not that I advocate this, but like going, breaking into farms and like yeah. filming things and all this kind of stuff. Like people don't know until they start asking questions and demanding answers, right? So this is so new that you don't really know where this leads and actually if it's ethical or if they're just saying it's ethical Mm -hmm. or if it's environmentally friendly or if they're just saying it's environmentally friendly, right? So it's still so new. Yeah. So I don't know how to feel about it. And I like that they do mention like the environmental impact and that they recognize that people know they need to eat less meat in order to help climate change. But they could just be saying that. And now I feel like I have all these trust issues. Exactly. It's like one of those things that whenever there's a new industry created. Yeah. There's no regulations to stop them from doing anything. Like because it's a completely new industry. Governments take usually a lot of time mm-hmm. to regulate to figure out like, hey, you can't be saying this. You can't be doing this. Blah, blah, this stuff. So at the beginning, people can literally almost say anything. So it's hard to know what's fact and what's just been like romanticized. Mm-hmm. So it's it's something that like get excited about. It's really cool, but remember, still ask questions. Yeah, guys, there's lunchable science, <laughs> and then there's Russian science. <laughs> I like lunchable science. <laughs> Tell me how to make, to make a cardboard pizza, please. You need the Spy uh, Kids microwave. Yes, Devin really wants the Spy Kids microwave. No real talk. I've always wanted that to become it's a so thing. So cool, right? <laughs> like when they could just do a Big Mac in the microwave. Yeah. Yes. Oh, good times. <laughs> um. Okay, so I'll continue on with the cost because I see it here now. So their new meatloaf costs around five thousand eight hundred dollars. Not dollars. Eight hundred rubles. Which works out to about $91 per kilogram. That's expensive. That's real expensive. Uh, they predict that the price could drop to 800 rubles, which would be $12 per kilogram by the time it hits supermarkets. Okay, that's promising. I don't really know how much a kilogram of meat is. So no, I don't neither. know how to met. I don't know if that's good or not. It's a significant difference in <laughs> the price. 91, yes. <laughs> um, the company highlights that it's slaughter-free meat has double the shelf life of traditional meat. That's another thing that's kind of creepy. Well, there's because there's so much science. Yeah. Also, if you haven't already watched The Island. Especially and Spy Kids. Especially <laughs> as this new age of lab-grown meat starts, watch Spy Kids <laughs> and watch The Island get educated. <laughs> and then you'll just kind of understand how me and Cat differ. 
<laughs> as people. <laughs> Devin wants magic microwaves. Cat's worried about people harvesting organs. <laughs> that's going to be it for this edition of In the News. I'm Devin. And I'm Catherine. And that's the way the, I was going to say, lab-grown cookie crumbles. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> okay, the plant-based cookie crumbles. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Back to our regularly scheduled programming. Woot woot. Creativity? Let's talk about how we got into our creative roles. So okay. someone reached out to us on Instagram asking about like our programs that we went to because uh, they were very interested in getting into a more creative job field and all that kind of stuff and what our thoughts were and our process into a creative job that we have. Now, what are these creative jobs that we have? We're both social media managers. So creative. I mean, in a way, it depends on wh- how much you do of the social media, right? Yeah, because I think at every company, a social media manager takes a different form yeah. and has well many different jobs like even our two jobs like we're both so i don't what's your official title yeah that's a great question yeah your title's not even social media manager but that's what you are yeah um i'm a social media coordinator which is essentially a social media manager Mm -hmm. but like our jobs differ so much Mm -hmm. just like i mean i'm not we're not that different of companies i mean we are but like we just like it's the same job essentially yeah but the what it entails is so drastically different. Yeah. Like I kind of a lot of the times consider myself more of a digital content producer. Yeah. Because that's what I'm always doing. Yeah. I'm producing digital content. More on my side of it. The company I work for looks more on the analytical side. Mm-hmm. Like we do create content and we do all this stuff. And content creation is obviously a big part of social media. But they weigh way more heavily, heavily on the analytic side of it. Mm-hmm. And like what does well and what doesn't do well. And here's what the numbers are telling us and all that kind of stuff so we have two very different jobs yeah and it's also like the scale of our jobs as well yeah like we're very much pumping out content pumping out content whereas you work at a international company right they are in so many markets they have so many numbers to work with so we approach it differently yeah we have a smaller audience we yeah we like ours is it's done very differently when you're with an in an international brand that Mm -hmm. has offices in many different countries because what you do in Canada doesn't just impact Canada. It impacts the 12 other countries they're operating in and all this kind of stuff. And like you have this greater brand to uphold. You can't just decide to change the brand for Canada. It just doesn't really work that way. Um, So we have very, very different jobs. You're not really answering to any global company or anything like that. You have the one person you're answering to and the one brand. And you have even like you're like a sub brand of a brand. But like you can still have your own voice within it, which is a little different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So should we talk about how we got into these jobs? Or I guess why and all that stuff. Yeah. So we did very different paths into our creative jobs. Yes another thing so like both of our jobs are very different and but both are i think equally as creative just in different ways Mm -hmm. but we also went got into our jobs very differently Mm -hmm. you took a way more creative approach i did yeah your uh schooling was fully focused on the creative side yes yeah um i was at university for psychology so which was yeah exactly it was <laughs> none of for that Devin. <laughs> it was how do i write this essay in as little amount of time as possible accurate for university life so 
almost I, all university life. Yeah, exactly. So I left that because I knew that wasn't the work that I wanted to be doing in my future career. Yeah. I wanted, I really, really liked video editing and making videos, but I, that wasn't going to be the only skill that I wanted to acquire because I wanted to be able to make a lot of stuff and be yeah. really valuable. So I went into a program that taught me all of those skills, like everything from graphic design to photography and videography to audio editing to animation and 3D to coding websites. And then I came out of that program and got the job that I have now where I do all of those things every day. Yeah. Um, do you remember what your program was called? Interactive Media Design. Okay. Yeah, I can never remember what it was called. <laughs> I was like, I know media's in the name, but... <laughs> no one can ever remember it. It's hilarious. It's because like it's... And I don't know, like, I didn't, don't know what the program's about. All mm-hmm. that, like, I've never sat in on a class. I don't know what's being taught. And mm-hmm. I think, but the name just doesn't ring true to what you do, in my opinion. Yeah, I guess so. And I, to be honest, I don't really remember how I came across it. <laughs> but it was also, previously, it was called Digital Media Arts. And Ooh, it had, I like that. Well, when I had, when I started, I was maybe the first group from when it changed so Change the program names? took a lot of changes and took a name change with it yeah interesting i wonder why i don't know um so i did a completely different approach mm-hmm. i mean i first went to school for business i finished that schooling though go for you thank you <laughs> even when i was in school for business i didn't really know mm-hmm. like i didn't know i wanted to get into social media when i was at school at university for international business mm-hmm. um even just after the four years, didn't really know. I had ideas of what I liked within business, what I wanted to do, but I also disagreed with a lot of how businesses are run. So I was like conflicted coming out of school. Um, didn't get a job. It was like during the, like when I was just like working mm-hmm. as a manager of like this small company, um, nothing major, nothing career focused at all. It was just a job. Um, it was around that time we started TMG. Yeah. Because we were both looking for just like a creative outlet. Yeah, we started TMG the exact same time that I started the job that I have now that is content oh, producing. Really? Yeah, they both of them, September okay. of the same year. Yeah. So yeah, we I think it was like it was really random. It wasn't planned out for a long time. I think we were hanging out at the cottage. No, we had a... We were... I remember we had a texting conversation a few weeks before we had that hangout at the cottage okay. where we were both kind of like... I don't know how we got on the topic, yeah. <laughs> but you, I think you mentioned that you wanted to like do more with your food blog or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I just got a new camera and I've like barely used it. Yeah. I'm like we should do something together. And then <laughs> yeah. we just kind of kept talking about it. And then we hung out at the cottage and like, we really. Yeah. And it was supposed to be something a lot different than it is now. Like we were going to do DIYs and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it morphed into what it is mm-hmm. now. But so it was during that time of like me trying to figure out what I wanted to do that we started TMG that I got more into photography and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff and really liked it. And then um, I kind of just realized I really liked content creation mm-hmm. and social media and all that stuff. So I was like, yeah, I could do social media for a job. Um, looked at social media jobs first because I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I was like, I looked at social media jobs first, looked at what they thought looked at as like what their credentials were in order for someone to be qualified for this job and i was like okay cool they're asking for pr or marketing i went to business school already i don't want to go back to business school for marketing let's go to school for pr Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it was pr kind of was like all the mix of stuff i like to do anyways like i like to write um i like it's like in a way marketing and branding and i like that kind of stuff um 
I like talking about things like I hate public speaking but I like talking and dealing with people and all that kind of stuff so PR just kind of worked and I was like sure let's try this out it was a very rash decision I think Mm -hmm. on my part I think most people think of like pros and cons I was in a a position where I didn't have to which is nice like I have parents who paid for my education and all this kind of stuff so I was in a pretty privileged position where I didn't have to like spend months being like can I afford this? Can I do this? Can I do this? And all this stuff. So I went back to school for only a year. It was, it's a post-grad certificate. Yeah. Eight months long. Yeah. It's public relations and corporate communications. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, went to that for a year with an internship. Um, I was like one of the few in that program that wanted to do social media though. Mm. So like, it's not necessarily the, ideal choice if you want to get into like social media and all that kind of stuff like because most of the people in that in my program didn't want to do social media they didn't really like social media I was going just to get an extra little sense of writing and like writing as a brand and a voice and all that kind of stuff and just to have that piece of like yeah I went to school for this so Mm -hmm. give me this job yeah um so but yeah I was the only person in my class at least at least my section that wanted to get into social media Um, But it also, and I ended up getting a job at a magazine right after that um, as their intern doing some like video production and things like that, which video was not what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Like I like video and as aspects of my job, but it wasn't the only thing I wanted to do. Did video, did some writing for them, did a, was worked at a PR agency, did not like that. And then moved on to a brewery, which I really liked and recently moved on to a new job in meal kits which is great. Mm-hmm. It's right at my alley. It's so amazing. Um, all in social media. Yeah. All of my jobs have been in social media since. So I don't know. Uh, I But I think the main thing that made the biggest difference in me being able to land the jobs that I've been able to get is our blog. Yeah. I, I don't know if you feel the same way because you've had the same job the whole time we've had the blog. So yeah. you've haven't tried like there's been no new thing. But literally every even like my internship out of school all the questions are about the blog that we run. Mm-hmm. So like people like those like real life examples of you just taking time out of your day to create something mm-hmm. that shows that you really like social media. You really like that aspect and that you're willing to do it for free. Yeah. Like that's a big thing people want to know. They don't want they like they don't especially in a job like social media. At least I find they don't want someone who's here at nine leaves at five and doesn't think about their job ever again. Because yeah. like in social media you can't do that. So um, having a blog and growing something outside of just going to school and doing all the stuff that's like normal to do, I guess, is like huge, Mm -hmm. I think, especially in creative fields. And I think what changed for me, like when I came out of my program, I was very much into coding and web development and that was going to be my thing. Yeah. And then I sort of told myself because I still did love video stuff like I loved it. So I I used to tell myself I'll code websites for the paycheck and, and i'll make, make videos, videos for my soul oh god <laughs> so that i'm still happy yeah but like the more we did to market girls stuff and the less freelance coding stuff i took on yeah. the more i took on like just all other content production and like freelance stuff that i would get freelance video editing stuff based on us doing blog stuff yeah. like i had i was constantly editing videos so that skill was constantly being used yeah i do I still do a lot of web stuff, not as heavy as I used to. It's still a really good skill to have. I recommend anybody try to learn a little bit of coding. But to market girls, like I could 
really keep working on my video stuff and my job too yeah it's honestly like running your own blog or whatever it is for your whatever you want to get into for us it was running a blog and social media accounts and stuff like you learn so much doing it even if going in you knew nothing because Mm -hmm. you have to figure out everything for yourself like there's no one to ask questions to like you can go to the internet you can go to this but like you have to do all of that you Mm -hmm. have to make the initiative to be like hey we're not getting a lot of followers how can we fix this or we're not getting as many likes as we want to get like how can we fix this or whatever it is or our photos look shit how can we change that and edit better and take better and like there's a lot of especially in creative fields you have to there's a lot of self-development you have to do and like be willing to spend your evenings on YouTube learning a new skill or learning how to edit photos or learning how to edit a video or whatever it is or just going out for an afternoon and taking pictures or making a random thing in your kitchen and then photographing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like there's a lot of like you have to be willing to sacrifice a lot of your free time. So you have to really like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if i didn't like our videos i would really struggle yeah if i didn't like doing two market girls it would be not happening anymore yeah and like you talked or it wouldn't be happening half as good as it's happening oh for sure yeah um and you talked about like you learned about the numbers and if you're not growing but for me also having two market girls it's like it's very similar to what i do in my job but with two market girls there's no one being like what are your numbers yeah. how are you justifying yeah us paying you where with two market girls it's like yeah i wish it was bigger i wish we were making money but we're having fun yeah so, so it really it can stay fun yeah it's literally that's the exact answer so like every time i go to a job interview or anytime I have everyone always asks like why don't you just try and do your blog full-time because it's becoming more of a mainstream job yeah and I was like I was like you know what honestly it would be great if it was my job I would have loved if it's my job but like at the same time the fact that we're making basically no money doing it and I'm still enjoying every second of it for the most part Mm -hmm. I don't care if it ever turns into our job. Like, it would be great if it would. And, like, we're constantly pushing to try and see where we can grow it and things like that. But if it never becomes that, as long as it stays fun, I don't really care if it's our job. Mm -hmm. And that's always the answer I give. And, like, I like being able to... I just answer to myself and you. Like, Mm -hmm. I like not having someone being like, hey, why haven't we grown by 200 followers today? Why haven't why does this look like this or like this doesn't go with the brand like we can do whatever we want because it's our own thing Mm -hmm. we can try new things if we want to and like we can use to market girls as a place to grow our skills because like hey let's try this in our videos because we're not answering to a bigger brand or anything like that it's so much fun to be able to have that outlet to do that yeah and i like that we don't have to rely on like any kind of like gimmick or like what can we do to like really jump our followers yeah can we do like i don't know there's some stupid What's pop stuff. culture reference is going on right now that we can do yeah I mean, we're guilty of doing those oh, things yeah. too but only when we find them fun and interesting exactly yeah and not yeah not not because we desperately need to grow or anything yeah or because we're doing it for numbers but because we're like this is hilarious we should do something yeah. about this i mean half the things we do are only funny to us and we still do them so that's why we're not making money <laughs> but no <laughs> yeah no it's like as long as it's something that like I have fun doing in a place that I can learn new things like editing, diff- doing editing, like doing the stop motion videos now that I've been doing mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Just like a place to have fun and try something new is so worth the time you put into it. Yeah. And almost to our detriment, I think we get really caught up in this would also be fun to do. We should do this yeah. too. And I love when we are able to follow through on some of those projects because I as much as I know I 
don't have time to spare i'm like that would be so fun yeah. i want to do that like we did a mini little documentary about stokes Which cheese is so awesome it took way longer way than i wanted longer. it to it yeah. was a lot more work than i thought it was going to be but i love that we did it and the end product was so worth it yeah our, my opinion at least <laughs> i think so yeah um, and the same thing goes with like we're able to try so many new things without there being a high risk mm -hmm. when we're especially when this isn't our full-time job mm -hmm. like we're already not making money so what's the worst can happen we have to owe people money there's no way yeah <laughs> so like we are working on an e-cookbook which I never thought I'd be working on ever so mm -hmm. like the process of designing a cookbook and like testing the recipes for it and all that kind of stuff is so new and like when you do that on the small scale it still translates to the big scale if you use that in a skill in a job later. Yeah. So it's like, it's one of those things that I think a blog is so, like it sounds weird saying it because so many people have blogs and so many people like blogs, but I still think it's such an underrated thing that yeah. people do that people don't realize how much it can affect getting into the, if they want to get into a creative field because you can do whatever the heck you want with it. Mm -hmm. And even though we don't make money from it, like we treat it like a job. Like yeah. I, it's sometimes hard to explain it to people who don't have something like this is that like it's a lot of work and yeah I'm tired and yeah. I wish I had more free time and I wish I could get on top of things more but I love it yeah. like it's so fun and I don't see it as something that I should take less seriously or that yeah. I shouldn't prioritize like that's a if I have a deadline for TMG that's a deadline that I take as seriously sometimes more seriously yeah. than stuff at work or yeah. anything else and some people are like yeah but you could have been doing this that might lead to something that would pay you yeah and it's like yeah but this is just it's, as serious this means just as much if not more yeah it's like yeah it's hard to explain it sometimes to people yeah. who don't just don't do that because like it's just first of all the fun the jo enjoyment we get out of it is so much fun the fact that it's something that like hey we created this right from the planning like right from the get-go it's mm -hmm. not like someone hired us here's the plan film this video for me no we created it we planned it we did all this we edited it we did whatever else needs to be done to it like it's like they're like these fun little pieces of baby creativity mm -hmm. that you're like look what i did and yeah. it's so much fun and it's like so fun to get our community's reactions from it and their thoughts on it and all this kind of stuff and i like i don't really know how to explain it yeah there's some mornings when i'm driving down here and i'm like i'm tired but then i'm like wait a second what am i doing like feeling tired and yeah. like almost complaining to myself and i'm like i'm about to go spend a day having fun i know it's going to be tiring yeah. but like we have so much fun that i can't feel bad about this so yeah. i'm like i'm gonna get excited about this because i enjoy doing this yeah i think we're pretty lucky in that we found something we really enjoyed doing and we have no problem doing it for free which sounds ridiculous to a lot of people mm -hmm. but i have no problem doing it for free for the rest of however long we want to do this for because like we've been doing this just over three years now tmg specifically and like never once during those three years did i ever think maybe we should stop doing this because it's not really fun anymore yeah like it's always been fun it's mm -hmm. always just been something it's just a part of our lives now like it would feel weird almost if we ever stopped doing tmg yeah. i would be like i have all this spare time what do what, i what do i do, do with this do you want to do another blog <laughs> I would, yeah because i'd also be like am i i'm gonna lose all the skills that i i yeah. won't use them enough that's the thing is that like i feel like with if we didn't have tmg this thing that's scheduled in that we have a video every week and we have a blog post every week and we have this every week if i was just left to my own devices of like i could create recipes and i can take my own photos but without those deadlines and without it feeling more of like 
I don't know, more of like a real thing. I don't know if I would do it as often as I would. And mm-hmm. especially not doing it like I highly recommend doing it with a friend. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot more fun when you don't have to do everything mm-hmm. because even with myself, like if I was doing this myself, there's no way YouTube would be happening. But I love YouTube. But like I couldn't do that. And also I'm just not that good and that into creating videos as you are. Mm-hmm. So like I like doing those short, quick videos for Instagram stories and things like that. But 14 minute long videos I don't really have an interest in making mm-hmm. but like you do and that's where like this stuff works really well yeah I don't really I'm not gonna write a blog post exactly so I mean you do the occasional one when you tell me to <laughs> yes it's like Devin we need your insight I get I have such a hard time sometimes when I'm writing blog posts because I'm like I'll be writing something about a food and be like this is one of our favorite things I was like is it one of Devin's favorite things I just know it's one of my favorite things <laughs> I'm deciding for us now yeah <laughs> sometimes I'll put I with brackets cat yeah because <laughs> I was like I don't know if this is Devin's favorite thing and I feel weird <laughs> telling people it is <laughs> thank you <laughs> um but yeah so like it's it's helpful because like even though Devin would never want to write weekly blogs but she still gets to you to be able to write blog posts every once in a while when there's like when you go on a trip to Costa Rica and you want to write a blog post about it or whatever it is you still get to develop those skills every once in a while and I still do like little videos for Instagram and things Mm -hmm. like that so it's nice to be able to do it with a friend that way you get exposed to video creation and like I can see the development behind I see how you shoot a video Mm -hmm. I see all this kind of stuff so that way if it does come up in the future I can be like I've never shot a video or like not even like I've never done this 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 but I understand that you need to do this and this and this and I understand the process of it it's you're still learning whether or not you're doing everything oh yeah exactly and I look at your photography the same way like I look at the way you position things and I can see like that you have grown that skill so much like it's insane you could you didn't know how to take pictures when we started guys go back to 2016 our tmg account i mean that was probably back i don't even know you were taking photos at the beginning for a little bit just quick ones we didn't style anything we were like here's a pumpkin loaf just take a picture of it Mm -hmm. um and then i don't remember when i took over the photos it wasn't it was i don't know how Quickly pretty quickly yeah i think it was pretty quickly you took over taking them yeah i was editing them for a while, for a while. and then i started running out of time yeah. and you just started doing them yeah but like even like when i started like i look at photos even from last year when i thought like last year i think i was taking really good photos i yeah. still think i was taking really good photos but like if i like i've been t- retaking a lot of our yeah. photography for our blog if i look at the photo i took last year compared to the one i took oh, two weeks ago yeah it's like night and day So like you don't realize like even in the moment, especially like you understand that you've grown, but you don't realize how much you've grown until you go back to those old things and be like, whoa, like what was I doing? Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And like even with our videos, like if you go back to the first ever video we shot. Don't do it. We thought that thing was a gold mine. Like (laughs) and it was a nice video. Objectively, it's still a nice video. But in comparison to the videos we do now, Mm. it's like. It's like two different completely people made that video. What's weird though is I don't actually feel like I've like improved that much. I more feel like from a stylistic standpoint, maybe I'm finding because we're I'm trying different things in the edits, especially yeah. and trying to shoot things a little bit differently because the recipes can get a little bit repetitive. Oh yeah, but like especially with whatever Wednesdays, I really try to like what can we do to change yeah. this i need something else and i think it's been working i really like our whatever wednesdays yeah i'm yeah. i'm pretty much just trying to be like okay what can i do to make cat laugh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i think i think 
what the blog's done the most is like transitioned our thought process a lot where like before like we would take a photo and then we'd think about it later how do i make this look nice now we're doing like hey how can we make this look nice right away Mm -hmm. like what's gonna make devin trying to make me laugh and be stupid in a video Mm -hmm. that's gonna make the video easier to edit and you can add this thing here and there or the light source for photography upgrading to flash is gonna make it so much easier to make this photo look good later Mm -hmm. on and like you you're able to like develop your creative thinking versus creative problem solving yeah so it's it's pretty cool like i always recommend like if you want to get into a creative field i think starting a blog is one of the best things you could do or like a micro blog doing it through instagram whatever your version of it is creating a youtube channel a blog a micro blog whatever i think it's one of the best things anyone could do if you want to get into a creative Mm -hmm. industry not even just social media creative creativity in general the problem is that once you discover how fun it is you're just gonna want to like keep making things yeah like a big problem i find myself wanting to start other projects and i'm just like i mean this would be so much fun and i'm like well i don't have time but i want to do all these things this is the biggest problem with two market girls is that we love it so much so we keep adding things to do what so like the podcast we added to do and we have blog and we do bi-weekly blog posts and we try and do a newsletter um and like we do so much additional to what we did three years ago when we were just mm-hmm. hardly even writing blog posts like it was basically just the recipe um we also like seo optimize it now and all this kind of stuff all this additional stuff that we've added to these things because we enjoy doing it and we do want to see it grow and mm-hmm. we do want to have fun doing new things but it like takes away time from doing anything else almost other than your day-to-day job yeah so like it's it's hard when it's for free and i'm like i could be doing like i want to do this and it just like sucks up all your time that's why you have to enjoy doing it because you're going to keep adding things to it if you enjoy it like you're going to add a podcast and you're going to add this and you're going to take away all your free time ever (laughs) but like if you enjoy it, it's not really going to feel like your free time is gone. Mm-hmm. Like anytime I actually truly have free time and I'm like sitting on the couch watching a movie, I feel so weird. Yeah. Like I'm like, I should be doing something right now. Why yeah. am I just sitting down? <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's never a bad thing. Like I don't feel bad for feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like a lot of people are like, why do you work so much? And why do you do this? And I was like, it doesn't really feel like work. Hmm. like maybe it'd be different if we were actually getting paid maybe it would feel like work maybe i don't think it does right now like it is the part structured like work yeah it's tiring yeah it's a lot but like at the end of a sunday of filming we are tired right and sometimes i'm like maybe quality versus quantity here it's hard for us to like keep energy levels Mm -hmm. up sometimes in later videos or even by the time we get to doing the podcast oh like, podcast literally before the mics turned on i could have fallen asleep yeah sitting up yeah so but it's worth it i think so yeah i think um i think if you're really really into creative fields your willingness to work for free not for people for yourself mm-hmm. is just comes natural to you if you really like what you're doing you're willing to work for free for yourself do you ever think about like if you look back on this if this ever ends tmg you mean never yeah okay (laughs) never we're gonna be here forever 80 year old cat and dev like what we'll say looking back like remember when we had like two market girls (laughs) it'd be so weird isn't that so weird to think about because okay so to me like the jobs that we have like our everyday jobs Mm -hmm. 
like they feel permanent but they also are temporary Mm -hmm. like you always assume like either i'll get a new role or i will grow in a different company or find a new job tmg doesn't feel like tmg is just a part of our lives it's always going to be that way yeah no one can fire us (laughs) no one can fire us we can't get promoted (laughs) damn it (laughs) but like it's always just it's just one of those things that it's a job but it's just a part of our lives. It's there forever unless we decide it's not going to exist anymore. Yeah, which is why like a part of me is like, can I picture it not existing one day? Yeah. I also like don't even, I don't even want to think of the, if there's ever going to be a moment where one of us doesn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. That I don't want to think about. No. <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. I think that it would feel like a divorce. Oh, like, yeah. You can have all the fault. You have it all. <laughs> I'm just, you can t- it- change, keep the name, change the name, you know, whatever. But I'm out. But I'm out. It would be so no. weird. Yeah, that's icky. I feel like you couldn't even go about it alone. I think you'd have to rebrand and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't. I feel like you it'd be to, so weird. You have to post one of those really dramatic YouTube videos. We broke like, up. Yeah. Yeah. We broke. But like, it, I feel like it would never be dramatic. It would just be like, I just don't find it funny. It would suck. Would we like, like both be in the video and be crying and like, <laughs> it just, you know. <laughs> we are we have to go find ourselves (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i i think it'd be so i think it's so weird to think if if tmg ever doesn't exist one day like that's a weird thought we don't know who we are without it yeah we're in too deep (laughs) exactly because it's like one of those things if we leave our jobs those jobs still continue it's just with different people Mm -hmm. if tmg if we leave tmg tmg's done and then you just like go back to remember that old YouTube channel we had. <laughs> Let's go watch it. Oh God, why did we post these videos? Oh my God, this. How did we get jobs? So embarrassing. <laughs> we thought that this was good. No kids, don't watch. Yeah, no. Oh God. Oh no. <laughs> oh, we didn't think this through. We did not think this through. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope that helped. I think we got on got a little off topic. Like, we just really got into our creative juices as it turns to TMG. Because they're but, one and the same. Yeah. Like, our creative work in our jobs wouldn't be where it is today without yeah. two market girls. Exactly. And that's where we found our creative. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's still where I get a lot of, like, creative ideas. Like, honestly, like, I think I wouldn't be as creative a person in other things that I do if TMG didn't exist. Yeah. Like, I would be have. I don't know. It feels like... Because TMG, like, it's so comfortable to us. It's something we enjoy doing. It's something that's kind of, like, second nature now because we've done done it so long. Creativity and being creative just kind of feels more natural now Mm -hmm. and less forced. Mm -hmm. Like, not that we weren't creative people before, but doing it every day and doing it in something that we truly, like, really enjoy that's completely our own. I think it's just easier to be creative in other areas when you have this creative outlet that you can experiment in. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I start a blog <laughs> it's never too saturated of a market yeah it's like i wasn't sure where if our blog would ever like because like youtube's a crowded space blogs blogging's a, a crowded space instagram's a crowded yep. space everything we're on is extremely crowded yeah that's why like if you're doing it for the numbers like honestly the numbers are kind of a crapshoot right now yeah. so don't do it for the numbers in any area like there is yeah certain things that like yeah there's tips and tricks that are like best practices but it doesn't guarantee anything you could do everything perfectly and still have one person look at your photo hello it's just kind of how you have no control of how your social like you have a small sliver of control of how your social content performs 
but most of it is out of your control and most of it deter- like is determined by what people are interested that day in that minute basically it's like winning the lottery yeah so like i was like i've been like trying to explain a little bit more on the back end of social um recently to my job and everything and people who just don't mm-hmm. exactly know how social media works and that like especially for like platforms like instagram i don't know if this like to the number is true but they work on such like tight lifespans so like social instagram will look at your your post performance after 60 minutes and if it determines that hey no one liked your post it's just going to stop showing it after 60 minutes Mm -hmm. and your post is basically dead after that Mm -hmm. but like if after 60 minutes you got good engagement you were answering the comments back and all this kind of stuff it'll keep doing it so like you have like basically no control if someone's not interested in whatever you're posting in that minute there's nothing you can do to change that I know that's super encouraging but it's fun I think it allows for more creativity because you have to like you don't get stuck in this rut of like this is what people like I'm gonna keep doing this because it's always changing what people like and Instagram's always changing based on what it wants to show to people and all this stuff and whatever platform you're on uh so it kind of forces you to be a little bit more creative with what you're doing Mm -hmm. I think at least yeah well I think we should probably yeah we should probably wrap it up yeah you can tell we like talking about this, though, because no, we could we talk do. for another, like, yeah. two hours about this. It is really fun to talk about and <laughs> think about. I hope it was helpful in the specific person who asked us about getting into a creative field and anyone else who is just genuinely interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, even if you're not interested in getting into a creative field, I think having a creative outlet is, like, a really good thing for mental health. I feel like it gives me a purpose outside yeah. of my job yeah I, some people you know they have dogs or kids <laughs> i have a blog <laughs> yep i have a blog <laughs> i'm raising a blog you know it's not easy a really healthy days. blog though <laughs> <laughs> well we fry a lot of stuff we're going through the like terrible twos and threes right now though yeah you know how it is definitely <laughs> <laughs> okay That's going to be it for this episode of TMG Unfiltered. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. If you're listening on Anchor, which is a podcasting app, if you haven't heard of it, check it out. You can download it and leave us voice messages. So you call into the show and we feature them on future episodes. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Play, give us a rating and review. It helps our podcast grow and get seen by more listeners. You can check out our recipes at twomarkergirls.com or on YouTube. We are called Two Market Girls. That's also our handle on all of the socials. So we'll see you there. (laughs) That's all. Until next week. Bye. Bye.